Hello, my friends. How you doing? This is Aaron Maurer from the Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast, guys. I cannot wait for you to get into this episode. I am like complete fanboying over here. I was teasing out the idea of my, some of my social media channels that what if I got a chance to speak with some Lego Masters from the Fox TV show Lego Masters? You know, I, I've, I've put out a call. I asked a few people and some of them actually said yes to my request and so this this is it and probably this is the duo that I know from my my youngest daughter she's eight this was her favorite pair in the entire team in the entire season um, and she was so bummed when they um, were sent home but this podcast their insights their ideas their messages are so so good this is such good information because we're getting a message from these experts, these Lego master builders, and they are video game designers, and they're software engineers, and and they do cosplay, and they build their own costumes, and they code, and they tinker, and they build, and they use tools, and it's just such a powerful message for so many females, but really for anybody who just needs to believe that they can do this work. And so I can't wait to share this episode with you. I hope that you find this as valuable as I did talking to them, I could have talked with them for hours, you know, and maybe in some Lego convention, uh, I'd get a chance to meet them in person. And so without any more delay, let's get into this. I'm speaking about the Lego Master Duo, Crystal and Amy, and how they build, how they work together, and the things that are needed for them to be successful in life in their professional careers. All right, my friends, you're going to love this one. I promise you. Let's get our Lego on. Enjoy. Woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs. Talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Aaron Mauer, outside the box thinker, here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker. Living on the edge of chaos, going insane. Listening to coffee chugs like caffeine for the boring. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hello everyone, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. Guys, this is a super special episode. I'm kind of fanboying over here because we've got two incredible guests. Even my young daughter was like, can I just be on the show too? Uh, we get a chance to speak with, with two of the um, really incredible get participants and builders of the Lego Masters TV show, um, and they do so much more than just a TV show, so I'm so excited to have them on the show today. We've got Crystal and Amy, um, and I'm so excited to uh, be able to spend some time with them, talk, and, and, and learn a little bit more about their journey. But before we do that, let's give them a chance to introduce themselves. So Crystal, why don't we start with you? Why don't you um, introduce yourself, what you do um, beyond just the, the Lego Masters show? Yeah, hi. Um, I am Crystal, and I I feel like one of the reasons we chose the word unicorn, team unicorn, is because I feel like when people ask me what I do, I kind of typically tell them I'm a unicorn. Um, I wear many hats, and I've had many jobs over the past decade. Um, right now, I am doing a lot of game design and um, a lot of actually Twitch streaming kind of has been coming up a lot lately because of the, uh, the whole quarantine situation. <laughs> um, but I, I typically work a lot in the gaming industry, the film industry, and um, 
I also volunteer at My Possibilities, which is a place for adults with special needs, and I provide a lot of Lego education and fun with them. Awesome. And Amy, what about you? So my name is Amy, and um, my background is um, I actually have my master's in um, simulation, so I'm a full-time software developer um, doing simulation, but on my um, not day work or job kind of thing. Um, I'm very much into um, cosplay and electronics and I work a lot in the machine shop and packing everything that encapsulates something of making, I guess would be like the high level of what I do. And um, I'm very passionate about education, especially for um, STEM. I have a scholarship I created for Girls in STEM through the National Video Game Museum and this is going to be the third year of the so. Wow, incredible. And I love that. And I, and I really want to get into just the robustness of your skills um, and, and just being able to have your presence to, to inspire so many kids um, that maybe don't see themselves in these fields and, and you've really been able to pave the way. And, and, and before we do that, I, I do want to start maybe kind of back at beginning of your journey and not like your whole life history but I'm, I'm, I'm curious on in terms of like how you both were able to get into these these worlds that that, that, that you live in now whether it's, it's the, the software engineering or video game design or, or, or looking at twitch or cosplay and all these types of things like how did you tra- get on that trajectory to move down there and, and the reason I'm asking this is because I think so many kids um, and, and maybe partly due to adults don't do a good enough job of, of helping them themselves or passing down to kids to see that these are, are, are ways that we can not only express ourselves, but to also like live and have jobs in. I think we're, we're, we're so still still structured thinking we got to go to college and we got to do this kind of job and I got to be a doctor or I got to be a lawyer. Um, how did you get to this point where you guys are um, knowing that who knows what, what the future is going to hold for you? Mm, besides, this is Amy, so besides the internet, I think that's probably been um, sharing my projects or anything I work on that's not under, you know, NDA or work-related. Um, and I think sharing your work, even if you think it sucks. And because I think, especially like in school these days, you know, they're defining everything by this perfection and it has to be perfect and it has to work. But in reality is like nobody knows what they're doing in the beginning and nothing works right the first time. <laughs> and if it did, I never learned anything from that. Uh, if somebody says, you know, you don't plug this into this and be like, well, why? And But I tell you, as soon as I started the fire, I learned <laughs> that you're not supposed to do that. So, um, yeah, I guess practical application and practice is, yeah. I don't know. Crystal? I think, uh, yeah, so Amy is practice, practice, practice. Um, and research, 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 and network, network, network. Um, I think that, um, you know, networking for me has been probably my biggest um, help, I guess, pushing me through this crazy thing we call life. Um, Networking has allowed me to really jump jobs and kind of surf this, you know, the entertainment industry, um, kind of through all aspects of the entertainment industry now. And, 
networking is what brought Amy and I together and what allowed us networking through the Lego community and the cosplay community, you know, allowed us to connect and um, build on Lego Masters. And I think that, you know, what Amy said is really beautiful. Like, you know, practice, 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 research, 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 network, network, network. <laughs> you just build do those three all the time. <laughs> and, and also, I think surrounding yourself by people that know more than you and asking questions has, like, been something. Because typically when people ask questions, they're asking because they don't know. They're not asking to be, you know, rude or facetious most of the time. Um, so that's something that's, like, you want to get over of, like, the embarrassment of, oh, I you think I should know this, but I don't. So I'm asking you, you know, how can I learn this or why is it a way it is? Yeah. I mean, it really, it's, it's, it's giving ourselves the permission to be vulnerable, right? The permission to be able to say, you know, it is okay to ask questions. It is okay to, to network. And, and more importantly, it is okay to just try and see what happens. I mean, I know this week being stuck at home, we try to do a thing each day called a, a new skill hour and so we all as a family had to try to go learn something new and today we did our own little show and tell which sounds super cheesy and, and we were all like yesterday like as a family we were all like in these different modes of like frustration right because like things weren't working and it was like this is okay like this is this is this is learning right here trying to learn a new skill and so um but i think we had to give ourselves that permission to do that and, and, and a lot of people have a very hard time letting go because we think we have to know it all or be right and 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 not being able to handle when things don't don't go the way we want it to do and do and redo <laughs> yeah so maybe uh, in, in the same kind of kind of through line with that you know so as you guys are doing all these projects um and you're doing the networking and you're doing the making and you're practicing and doing this you know it, it, it sounds like you've got a lot of things going on and i think any maker can relate to that i mean i'm looking around my office right now and i've got like four projects like in process and so um not that anybody does oh, yeah I, well, well that's just in the office you see i got like another workroom okay. in the garage and yeah um, but but I am I am curious like how do you guys I don't I don't know that there's ever such a thing as balance but like how do you work through having all sorts of projects Cause I feel like that's something like every maker is always trying to grapple with like how do I kind of keep my head above water so have there have there been things that have helped you guys as, as you kind of navigate those waters or is it still a work in progress mm, the ultimate question <laughs> um. Yeah, so this is Amy. So I guess, like, I always say it's the, the engineering predicament of it's never done or you can always iterate and make it better. And I think that's kind of where actually cosplay has come in um, very well. It's almost, it's giving you a deadline. Um, it's saying, hey, I have this event. I have to be finished at this day. And I've kind of, like, adapted that into, like, my work life or... I use Trello a lot, which is just like oh, yeah. an organized sticky board. Um, my brother works for Atlassian and it's Atlassian products. So I'm like, meh, in family. <laughs> but they, they're, it's really good about taking a big project and breaking it down. So a really good idea is say, say you wanted to make um, a Thor costume. Well, you could break that down by helmet, fabric, um, props. You know, you could break it down and that's the same you can do for any other type of task. And sometimes that makes you feel you're getting something done. Because sometimes you're like, all right, 
I'm going to make this floor costume. And then you feel discouraged. Maybe you haven't feel you've gotten anything done, but guess what? You didn't know how to sew. So now you're researching sewing machines. Now you're researching different types of thread and fabric. So breaking it down to just smaller tasks sometimes helps me manage and feel I'm finishing projects. I, um, I guess I can, I can also say like working on projects, like everyone gets overwhelmed and you always have a million projects that are going on. I don't know if it's from like electronics to 3d printing to like hardware. Um, I try to, if I'm going to work on a new project, be like, all right, I don't have to learn a million new skills. I can learn, you know, I use some things I know and then add one new thing to that. Yeah. So that way you're not, because I, for me, I always set the expectation and the bar very high for myself. And it's like, you know, why, why do we learn that way? Or why do we do that when, you know, they say, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But to me, it matters. So sort of overstressing myself, I'm like, I'll just learn one new thing. <laughs> sure. I like that. Yeah. All right. So one of the things too, kind of building off this idea of, of figuring out kind of how to balance all the projects we have, you know, and I know it, this, this, this question permeates more beyond than just the, the, the Lego Masters show itself. But like one of the things that, that we always, when you, when you watch this show, obviously everything's condensed down to one hour from, from start to finish and the judging and then all the stuff that comes along with, with, with the media. But look, when you guys start projects, like, and, and maybe we'll just use, use the Lego master cause that'll be a good visual for, for a lot of the listeners that, that know that part of your work. Like what's the journey? Like, how do you get started? Like, cause we, we see the end piece of these amazing builds that you have. And the, I'm sure that's the same kind of process for like the costume, the stuff that you guys design as well beyond the show. But like, how in the world do you get started? Because I think for, for so many of us, I'm thinking about myself, I'm thinking about the students that, that I work with, like it's always the getting started phase. Like the, the the ideation of generating the idea is exciting. And then all of a sudden it's like I have to take it from a 2D design that I sketched on paper or talked with my teammate and now I have to create. And it always feels like that beginning phase is, is so difficult. And so how do you guys go when you had to do those huge builds get started or how did you work through that kind of chunking phase to be able to get to that, that end result of a incredible build? Well, on Lego masters, you have no choice <laughs> because you <laughs> and then you have a time clock. So, um, you also have a team, which is, um, a really, really powerful thing, even if it's a team of two. Um, I think bouncing ideas off of another human being is extremely powerful because, you do get to, in a sense, research. On the show, we didn't have access to the internet or reference material. Um, you know, if we were at home, Amy and I could research for hours or days or weeks or months. Um, yeah, so on the show, you know, we don't have access to the internet. Um, but we do have teams, which, again, is really, really powerful to be able to bounce ideas back off of one another. So we really had to use our memories and our knowledge of, honestly, Earth, like everything we've ever learned to pull from to create these masterpieces and communication like that's so this is amy so i i'm very much like in an engineering mentality like if you say this is going to be a medium-sized build i want some actual like measurements and parameters and crystal is like yeah yeah, yeah just go and it's but it's such sometimes you can over plan too much and I think that's for having a partner that comes in, like, you know, brings balance and lets, you know, you can talk through it. It's not like you're talking to yourself at that point. 
you have someone that wants to be there as much as you do and encourages you. And that's probably one of the best things about like, you know, the Lego Masters like show in general. Everyone on the cast shared this amazing passion for Lego and also all our bricks were pre-sorted, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I need that that kind of sorting, uh, definitely for my own. <laughs> I know. You can hire people. Yeah. <laughs> so as you guys were working through that, I mean, if you think about that idea of, of working together as a team and having that other, other voice to kind of build bounce ideas off of, I mean, that idea of communication, I think, think is, is is so vital. And so, how did you like? How do you navigate that communication? Because I think it's it's. It's it's one of those things I think everybody assumes and, and knows that we have to be able to to have it, but it's a different thing when there's you know in the case of the show there's there, there's a countdown timer, um, your emotions get evolved, you you might maybe feel like you're letting the other person down or things don't work. Like how have you guys just through all your experiences? Cause I know that you're, you're bringing experience from just beyond just the show itself to be able to continue to communicate through those times because I know for a lot of people and I'm just thinking of of, of even kids that I work with and adults when I go and bring Lego in for PD and we do some builds, like they have a very hard time communicating when the emotions get in the way, you know, or when the stress gets in the way, um, or if they, they can't quite articulate what that final vision looks like to somebody else. And so, I mean, one sounds like you guys have done a lot of work together, but outside of that, like how have you been able to keep those communication channels going so you, you can actually get to that end result? I, this is Crystal. Um, I think for Amy and I, um, we have a deep respect for each other. And we went into each competition be- before it started telling each other how um, incredibly happy we were to even get as far as we were, even on episode one. And that, um, you know, we the best is all we can really give it. And um, But above all else, we wanted to have fun with everything. And I think that we are probably the goofiest group mm-hmm. on the set. And I think that our emotions really affected um, the rest of the cast. And I think that, you know, we, we, we really just had fun. We were always laughing and giggling. And I think that we both knew that, um, you know, if it didn't work out exactly how it, how it was planned, that, you know, you have kind of two options, right? Like just to, to, to do it one way or just to have fun. And I think that we, I think we chose to have fun with each episode. So in fandom, this is Amy. So like Crystal and I are both huge sci-fi and, you know, Crystal would be humming Harry Potter and we'd be (laughs) referencing Star Wars and Star Trek. So like, that's kind of how we communicate. Like all you have to say was like, you know, we'd say um, something about, you know, something for the lightsaber. And right away, we knew each other's talking about. So that's, that, uh, you know, that's our love language. And that's our communication is, you know, nerd, nerd fandoms. Because, um, you know, gods know I can't draw. So I just want to stick, a really good stick figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah, the, the luckily we had very similar upbringings, and all of yeah, all of our reference material was luckily okay. the same. 
Yeah, that, yeah. That definitely makes life a lot easier when you can uh, speak speak each other's language and you and, and and you get it. You get you get the punchlines when you quote from a movie or from a famous you know a sci-fi book. You're like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, towards, you know, towards the end of our time with Lego Masters, we could just look at each other and kind of know what we wanted, which was kind of crazy. I think that Amy and I have jumped on the same wavelengths a lot. And uh, we kind of joke about being mirror universe um, characters of each other quite a bit. And um, we've had a lot of crazy anomalies of, you know, things that have happened in both of our lives before we met each other. And um, I think that it's really easy for us to communicate because we, our lives are so eerily similar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, thinking about that idea of communication, I mean, one of the things that I know, um, kind of like the educator nerd hat um, as we like look at this show is like, I mean, we see the bits and pieces where the, co- where the coaches walk through and give little bits of advice and things like that on the show. Um, and, and one of the things that we're, we've, we've been talking about um, behind the scenes with me and some other educators is like, how does the, the, the coaching advice input questions that they have um, impact your build design? And the reason I'm asking that is because we're, we're, we've been talking a lot about like educators. When, when kids are doing creative builds or we're in maker spaces or in our STEM labs and kids have these ideas, like we have to choose our language carefully. And it can be just a subtle little sentence here or there in, in, in the eyes of a kid that can make them feel like their idea isn't good. Because in the end, most kids want to please the teacher more so than pleasing themselves. And so I, I was just curious, like when you guys were going through that show, um, I mean, I know that it's, it's the, the, the show is very structured and it's trying to achieve an end goal there. And I know there's all sorts of things that go into the, the creation, but how did you guys balance that? Because I mean, I know it's, it's, it's a TV show, but these same things happen in, in jobs and we're trying to adhere to a boss, but yet we want to have our own creative flavor. I mean, these things are, are, are universal issues. And so um, how did the, the, the coaching work during the build process and like how did that impact your ideas or maybe it didn't I, we, I, I'm just curious about that because that's something that we're you know we're always trying to figure out like well how did it impact them and how can we take that back to helping other educators and, and, and students I can I mean so this is Amy um, so the Brickmasters are Brickmasters for a reason you know Jamie and Amy both are experts in their field and Brickmaster Amy designs like a lot of the friends Lego sets and Crystal and I love those. We love the colors. She gave us some great advice and I, I don't know if they use it on the show, but Crystal and I actually still reference it in our daily lives. And she gave us a good idea of how they, when they're working on projects where they're selling, um, you know, new sets in the Lego store is, um, step back and does your build or what you're trying to portray sell itself in a movie poster? Mm. And I was like, oh, does a movie poster, when you walk by, you have two seconds to look at it. Do you understand what the point of the movie is just from the poster? And um, the Brickmasters are viewing our builds from stepping back, right? We're, we're so engulfed in the build that we're working on that sometimes it's good to have that outside perspective and step back. And make you think about what you're actually, you know, trying to convey. Mm. Yeah, and um, you know, watching the show recently, I feel so bad for um, for some other other contestants because I, I you can tell when the brickmasters ask certain questions that really 
it can really affect their build in a negative or a positive way. And as a teacher, um, you know, I, I totally feel what you were saying earlier about, you know, kind of worrying about how to approach a student. Um, and it's interesting because we're all adults and we've all lived in the real world. Um, and it's interesting to see how, you know, someone critiquing you um, still affects you. And, um, you know, I think that Amy and I were very, very lucky to every time we got kind of maybe maybe like a negative critique, we were able to kind of bounce back and take that feedback and really push it into the next build. Um, and honestly, I think that our, our last build, the uh, Cyberpunk City, was one of our better builds. It was unfortunate that we had to go home on that build. But, um, yeah, but I, I think that we... <laughs> Yeah, but I think that we really, truly listened to the Brickmaster's advice, and, um, you know, somebody has to go home every episode, but um, I think that we really, really nailed all the advice that they gave us in that last build, um, so. And so, I also, like, I have, like, a point on that. This is Amy. Um, you know, another big thing, I think, is, like, there's always this fear, um, it's not going to be right. It's not going to be perfect. What are they going to think of me? And fear is a very strong motivator. But when it came down to it, Crystal and I were saying, let's never forget when we got the call that said we were going to be on the show. And the moment we walked into the brick room, like we've already, you know, crossed all of these boundaries just to get here. And we've overcome all of these fears. So when you're getting feedback and suggestions on your build, you have to you can take those one way and you can be afraid and think, Oh, it's not good enough or it's fail. Or you can take it and you can improve upon it and you can learn from someone who is a master in their field. And yep. that's, yeah. yeah. And what's awesome is because of this, Amy and I are, you know, we're hoping, I mean, we'll see how 2020 goes, but we're, <laughs> we're working on a really cool build that we can hopefully take to um, other Lego conventions and show people what we learned from the Brickmasters because we did learn so much from the show. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think that's, that's such good advice and, and just ideas, you know, that even when we maybe do get some criticism, you know, um, in those cases, it's, it's from them, it's coming from a good place, you know. And so even though it can be hard maybe in the moment, like the bigger picture of like how does that make us better, you know, moving forward in the next steps and so when you guys did get the call did i mean how did you guys 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 prepare for the show i mean and i uh, because i guess I, did, I never really thought about it i guess it's one thing you have to have the skill sets for them to even consider you and then it has to be a whole nother mind warp um when you get the call and be like holy cow i'm actually gonna be on the show like did you guys have to did you guys like make yourself learn new build techniques did you already feel good about what you had like how do you you work that, that, that middle ground from, oh my gosh, we made it to, oh my gosh, we made it. <laughs> chaos. It's a chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Crystal. Um, so Amy and I got the call and it was a, it was a really crazy summer for both of us. We were both literally jet setting from like country to country, from city to city. And um, we actually, um, we, we did not get any time to prepare for the show. Um, for me personally, I was literally like in Jamaica for a long stint. And then I worked in LA, New York, then back home for like three days, then LA, Atlanta, 
Um, and then we went straight to filming. Mm. Like I barely had time to pack my backpack, like my suitcase. We it did was, bring a bunch of extra Lego bricks to practice. Yeah. We did. This is Amy. We did design, like, it helped our communication, like what we were talking about or, you know, working on little builds and techniques and designs. And, you know, we have a Pinterest board of um, just like engineering techniques and structure, like support, because you have no idea what you're going to get challenge wise on the show. Right. And that's, yeah, you can't really prepare. <laughs> so you just don't and see if you can fly. <laughs> So I'm thinking, like, of kids, you know, so I'm thinking people are watching the show. So, like, all those, like, builds and techniques and, and, and skill sets that you have, like, if, if, if there was kids listening, and I don't know if there will be or not, but if they are, like, what would you suggest as some really good build techniques for them to explore, like, to get started? Because I know there's so much out there. I mean, when you search, like, holy cow, there's, there's all sorts of things out there. But, like, what are some of, like, your go-to techniques, like, regardless of the challenge or the ability you're trying to do that you find yourself coming back to time and time again? Is, are, are there any um, that you're like, this, these are the one or two that, you know, tend to be the most useful when, when building because your your sculptures and your builds and your like your city inspired so many um you know so are there little things kind of behind the scenes because once again it's this you don't know what you don't know and i think how many of us don't even know like the kind of techniques we should be learning yeah so this is crystal um my go-to i always love having sliding doors trap doors rotating walls anything that kind of spends or can transform. Um, I think that, you know, making bricks transform is, is a really powerful tool. Um, and there are thousands of different ways to make bricks do that. Um, but I, I would highly, you know, for me personally, um, I, I am actually waiting for my Amazon box to deliver me a lot (laughs) of uh, the, the motors and the gears. So uh, I know, right? Be proud of me. I'm so proud. <laughs> but I, you know, I definitely felt like um, they're after doing the show and really watching other teams and, and especially after going to Lego conventions, there, there are just so many ways to make Lego come to life. And for me, now that I'm home, I'm really pushing myself to make Lego come to life. So Awesome. So this is Amy. I can say that um, so I do a lot of 3D printing and uh, when you do 3D printing you don't say you have a cube that is 2 inches by 2 inches you wouldn't necessarily need to 3D print that cube at 100% infill meaning it needs to be completely solid so if you're going to make a Lego cube that is 2 inches by 2 inches you don't necessarily need to make that completely solid with bricks there are ways to do those builds that still have structure and support and take up less bricks and also, which means less time. And we we used that for our volcano build, and we had a massive a massive build. And um, also, we had to destroy that build. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one thing. Yeah, how do you plan? How do you plan a build to uh, be destroyed? Which was pretty amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's like also the access to bricks that you had. You know, we had an abundance of bricks. Um, I really love the Moxel, the ball joints um, for Lego because I like to make wearable stuff from Lego. And um, that gives you some, you know, some room to move around 
Um, also the plate technique where you um, plates, the plates are really, really strong. The Lego bricks are made from ABS plastic and um, which is really interesting because during the dynamite challenge, when they, we blew the, blew the builds up with dynamite, I was looking at the bricks and the bottom of them, you could see where the studs blew off because when they do the injection molding process, um, that's the weakest point and it's so fascinating to me. So I'm trying to think, if you just do plates, plates are sometimes much stronger than, than doing just bricks. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, and tons of good stuff. So, I mean, even I'm, I'm here scribbling some notes of some things I need to go explore myself. <laughs> and I just launched uh, uh, a Lego 100 brick quarantine challenge. And I did it just for some, like, like, for some local kids. And it's like, it, it knocked my server down on my website. I had so much traffic. So I think like parents are just like, scrounging to find anything to entertain their children so i'm really uh excited to see what they i mean obviously the constraint of 100 pieces but uh i figured most people can probably find 100 pieces in their home and so i'm really kind of excited to see what the kids and and the parents come up with the limit is 100 pieces 100 bricks yeah yeah Oh, Crystal, we should do that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it keeps the constraints. And one of the things I like about it is, you know, if you are an incredible builder or you're just a five-year-old just starting, like, for the most part, they all tend to look the same because one of the hard, biggest things they want is, is like, like a celebration of learning, right? Like I don't want uh, a five or six year old to see an older kid's build and be like, well, I can't do that and quit two days in. Like it's the idea is like, just keep coming back. Like we're just a big community of builders. And so, um, you know, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's been a huge but, surge, but uh, it's, 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 it's going to be fun to see what they do. Um, well, I think it was episode seven, Aaron and Christian, they, um, they had a room. It was a story. I think the storybook thing. Yeah. And they had to have all these toys in there. So they had all of the toys. Were all of our like they picked each team um, from the show and they made little mini toy builds. And yeah, I live in there. Yes, he did our cyberpunk city. So it was amazing to see like you know he created these little micro scales just from a few bricks and he was able to create each one of our builds and encapsulate it and these little I know mm-hmm. it was yeah. I was really bummed that they didn't call that out on the show but I it was so awesome. good I, was like, oh. I know it was so good he he is very talented well that's one of those things too you wish there was just like all the behind the scenes video footage like to see the build process and to see more of those those builds in detail you know i mean i know you can't the show can only be so long but and it's just like but i want to see more like i want to like really spend time with each of the builds because there's so many incredible things you know with each episode that that was on there it's like there's like this is just a, a plethora of learning just if we could spend more time seeing it so I want to be respectful of your guys this time because I know that you are in, in, incredibly busy. So I, I want to have I want to ask just one more question before we wrap up. And so you've been on this journey with with the the Lego Master Show. Um, you also do so many other things. You're building your cosplay, your costumes, your video game, your software. I mean, you guys just do so many awesome projects. Like I'm just checking things out. I'm like, oh my gosh, like do they ever sleep and you probably don't but as you look through that whole gamut all the things you do what are what, what would you consider some of the most important skills that that you have to have to bring to that table um, because i think a lot of us think we have to, you know if, if we don't know and let's, let's just take lego if we don't know all the build techniques you know i'm never going to be able to build like and, and i think that 
for a lot of people, we need to realize that it's, it's, it's not just the skill of building. There's so many other things with it. So what would you guys say in all the work that you do or are some of the most important skills that you have that allow you to be successful and to do all the amazing work that you do? This is Amy. So I think, um, how do you narrow that down? I think the being afraid of failure, right? Um, getting, getting over that and making yourself be uncomfortable because of course it's going to be uncomfortable because you don't know what you're doing. Um, you know, ask questions of the people that do know what they're doing, people that are experts. If you can't, you know, you got to get out of your comfort zone and to get out of your comfort zone, that's when you become creative. And me personally, I don't ever feel that I am a very creative person without the use of technology. I feel that technology um, helps me draw a straight line um, <laughs> or, you know, it's engineeringly being creative and a computer has much better memory than me. It can, you know, computate and calculate, you know, these complex curves and it can 3D print something. Um, it's getting over that fear of that failure is really, is really one of the biggest, the biggest things that is like helped me and sharing my work. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Crystal, what about Crystal. you? <laughs> Such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think that I think that for me, um, I guess having the compassion that I do um, for for humans in general really really helps me connect with people on a certain level that allows them to kind of open up to me and share you know, share fun ideas with me. And that allows me to, you know, in, in turn, share my ideas back. And, you know, networking has truly blessed me uh, in so, so many ways um, that, you know, because, because of connecting with others, the projects that I've been a part of um, have just been incredible. And um, I, I, definitely could not have done most or any of the stuff that I've done alone. And, um, I, I really think that, you know, if you, you know, building with a team, find, find a Lego community around you guys, um, join a lug, um, you know, the local user group, uh, I said that wrong lug Lego user group, find a Lego yeah. user group around you. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, but find, find, find a group. And if you want to start to build, um, you know, find a buddy, find a buddy to build with, even if it's someone online, you know, build something at home, shoot it to them. And, um, like Amy said, share your work and connect because that's what Lego's really all about is building amazing pieces and connecting other humans around the world to talk about and share them. Literally connecting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No pun intended, right? <laughs> All the puns intended. All the puns intended. There you go. Yeah, I think well, it's really funny that though, because Amy is so technology driven, and I am so afraid of technology. Um, so we're quite an interesting little pair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have that yin and yang, right? So, I mean, it's, you can't be completely all in alignment. You got to have a little bit of things off key to keep to keep the balance and cohesion. Well, that's when, when Crystal and I first met, um, they were like, oh, this girl likes Lego. And I'm like, 
yeah yeah and then i went over to her house and we we're just like geeking out about like all these sets and she had this one set that wasn't in a like it was still in the box and we were just i've never had like there's very like she said lego has got this connection and right away there was you know i was like oh i can be myself like this person you know has this obsession and probably spends just as much money on lego as i do <laughs> <laughs> there's no judgment that's right yeah it definitely helps bring uh, a, a safety to the environment and, and safety to expression because it's this like this this universal language that's built you know just by having the bricks you know in a space to collectively together that i think just kind of brings down a lot of barriers and allows everybody to breathe and just go oh i can just be myself yeah yeah so as, as we wrap up here, I, I want to make sure that we get a chance to for people to, to be able to find out where they can follow you, where they can learn more about your work, because people, I, I want them to know that not only are you guys incredible Lego builders, but you're, you're so much more robust and in so many other projects and things that you're doing. So um, for those listening in that, that want to dive in and, and, and see more of your work, learn more about all the things that you have going on, where are some of the best places for them to uh, find out more about you guys? Um, this is Crystal. Uh, you can find me on Instagram mainly is where I live. Um, I typically, I check all my messages there. It's K-R-Y-S-T-L-E-S-T-A-R-R-W-A-R-S. So it's Crystal Star Wars on Instagram, Facebook. I believe my Twitter handle is the Crystal Star. Um, <laughs> and um, on Twitch, I actually am streaming almost daily Lego builds on Twitch. And we're going to be doing a big Saturn V um, history lesson build. So we'll be talking about the history of Saturn V. I'll be wearing a full space suit. You can find me on Twitch. It's Crystal Star Wars. spelled the same way. And um, we finally launched Special Deeds. So hopefully we'll have a big gallery of um, for people to submit their own Lego creations and just have a place for people to showcase their work. Awesome. So special deeds. Um, okay. Hey, and this is Amy, and I primarily live on Twitter, and I do have Instagram, <laughs> but it's under Amy Dd A M I E D D, and I also same on webpage, amydd.com, and I have GitHub. That's pretty much I put a lot of my projects and my work up there on Hackster, on Hackaday, any of my electronics or my Lego builds. I have an entire lego wall that's interactive and touch with sound with using conductive paint so i have tutorials i roll that good stuff awesome and for those listening we'll make sure we get all that stuff in the show notes and so um if you want to actually know those links we'll get it all linked in there for you to be able to access and have access to crystal Amy, i cannot thank you enough this has truly been an honor i know a lot of people say that but i truly mean it um have a chance to speak with you um <laughs> You guys have really inspired so many people. I mean, the show itself has has brought a lot of people together. But, I mean, I I can tell you, I I can speak even from uh, my own family, my youngest daughter, who's eight. I mean, she was your guys' biggest fan, and she was super bummed and upset when you didn't make it on, you know, and and, and why we we still love the show and to watch. I mean, I just think you have have opened up the doors for, for so many young girls and people to realize, oh, it is okay to be a fan of Lego. It yes. is okay to be um, who I want to be and to be comfortable in my own skin and express myself the way I want to express myself. And so, I mean, while the show is fun, there, I, there, there, there's such a much a, a bigger value that's out there. And so um, 
I know as a, as a parent, but also as an educator, I appreciate all the work you do, getting out there, sharing, showing the projects, showing that it's okay to be a software engineer and video gamer and, 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 and live streaming Lego builds on Twitch and everything in between because we need more of that so this next generation goes, I can do this. Um, and, and, and especially yeah. for girls to keep just pushing the boundaries in STEM and, and, and it starts with themselves. And so the more that they can see others that, you know, resemble them, you know, the more sparks that are, that, are, that are definitely going to be ignited. So I definitely wanted to get that personal thank you because I've, I've watched it happen with, 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 with my own daughter. Thank you. Thank yeah, have you. Have her join the Saturn Five build on Saturday. <laughs> I will. I will for sure. Yes, we we were just actually we were just on on Twitch the other day. I have a, a good friend that's been teaching Minecraft uh, techniques every single day, and so we've been watching some of that. And so uh, we'll definitely have to jump on there for sure. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Awesome. Um, well, yeah. Thank you very very much. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for your time. Okay. Uh, thank. And, and best of luck with everything.